Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Well, good evening, and welcome to Miracle Internet Church. Amen. Praise the Lord. This is a wonderful Wednesday evening. I'm Pastor Sabrina. The Lord is here in our midst, and we're happy to have all of you. We deeply appreciate the prayers of support and spiritual warfare offered to the Lord on our behalf. We want to thank you. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. We also invite you to explore the many sermons and resources on this website. We have a section called Archive Sermons, and it is a library of sermons for over 12 years of broadcasting live. We suggest that you ask the Holy Spirit to direct you to the messages that you need to hear. And you will be surely rewarded for your obedience. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We just wanted to thank you. Miracle Internet Church does not endorse, advertise, or recommend other deliverance ministry or any ministry website or any website, materials, writings, or publications that have not been pre-approved by Dr. Sabrina Sessions. This ministry does not give medical endorsements. Our policy is to provide ministry to those who are not affiliated with any other deliverance ministry. Thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, saints, we're happy that we could all get together Around the word of the Lord Amen I realize that most of you Most of you Have already read those announcements But some of you have not So I thought that I would Share that for the record And a special welcome To all of our first time listeners We are A Christian Protestant Internet Ministry, and a local church assembly. And we thank you for joining us in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. We thank you for joining us in Jesus' name. You know, obedience to the Lord is extremely important. And... Submission to his leadership is important, too. We don't make many requests of you, but the few that we make are very important. Amen? So when we make those requests of you, we ask that you graciously submit and do the few things that we're asking you to do. Amen? Amen. The Lord will bless you. So we are having a wonderful summer, and I've already put a prayer request in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room, binding the witchcraft 
from the strawberry moon. It sounds okay now? Thank you. And so we're not going to have any of that witchcraft from the strawberry moon. You know, every month they've called the moon something else other than just the moon, the way God calls it. And they attempt to do witchcraft. But the sun shall not smite us by day, nor the moon by night. We, it's still scratchy for you? Try again. Amen? Refresh. Thank you, Brother Bill. We don't succumb to that. In fact, we raise the shield of faith to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. The use of occult witchcraft is on the rise. It's always been not wonderful, but now it's worse. And as we progress toward the end of the year, it's going to amplify even more. So why am I telling you all of this? I'm telling you all of this so that you can keep your guard up. I'm telling you all of this so that you can be alert. I'm telling you all of this so when you're tempted to get angry, you back off the anger. Amen? Because that opens the door. Amen? So I'm reminding you of these little tips that help you stay stable, amen, and it reduces some of your attack. So in the next couple of days, they're going to ramp up their witchcraft against everything they don't like. That's right. Christians are particularly a target. And ministries like this one that help people to get free and stay free and grow and develop in the Lord are particularly targeted. Not that they don't have other attacks, but that's what's going on. Well, what I said was, as they do every month, they're going to start up their witchcraft. You know, summer solstice is coming. So we have the high days. The high days are coming. And so what are high days? They are days when the witchcraft attacks are worse than others. That's the simplest way to put it. It's usually around a Christian holiday or um, an equinox or a solstice. Those are high days. They're days when witchcraft is amplified, amen, and targeted attacks happen. So you know during those days to fortify yourself with proper spiritual warfare, proper praise and worship, so you'll be ready when the devil tries his foolishness because he's never stopped being foolish. Amen? Amen. So pastor is reminding you so that you don't forget. Amen. And then in the middle of the week, you go, well, I wonder what all this is. That's what it is. Amen. So 
Tonight the Lord has, you're welcome, a um, a message. He wants to remind us of some things that we're letting slip. So I want to thank him for that. For some of you, it will be a bit of a review. But it's important to be reminded about what's really important. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. We're so grateful for all the prayer requests and praise reports that we've been receiving. Keep up the good work. We're proud of you. Getting your testimonies in. Amen? We know God is moving. Amen? Praise the Lord. And we are preparing ourselves for what God's about to do. God has a lot going on. You know, at the uh, latter end of the broadcast, we do we uh, make requests of the righteous judge. We ask him to make judgments concerning certain matters that we present to him. And he's continually encouraging me to keep at it without ceasing, to just go at it. So we're doing that. And we need everybody's agreement. We need to stay in unity. Amen? The Lord is looking for our unity and our agreement. Because when we bond together in unity and agreement, God moves. He doesn't wait two weeks before he does something. No. God moves instantly. His word moves very swiftly. The scriptures say so. We may not see the results at our end immediately, but God's already on the move. Amen? God is already on the move. So we're going to obey the Lord. We're going to continue with the adjudications. He keeps showing me what we ought to pray about. Sometimes it's a subject matter we started praying about before, but he wants to do more, so we need to cover it again. And we're going to keep doing what God says to do. Amen? This is one of the purposes of our global prayer warrior. We have to pray about things that go on all over the world. God is moving all over the world. And we have a part in what God is doing. And I am certain that none of us want to miss our reward. Because there's a reward for what we do in the earth that pleases the Lord. Yes, there is. There are many rewards. But when you obey God, when you do what he says to do, no matter how inconvenient it may seem, and maybe even irregular that it may seem. We get a reward for all this. All this prayer and warfare that we do, we get a reward for this. Don't lose your reward, okay? Don't lose your reward. Hold on. Amen? We work hard down here. That's right, we do. We get attacked hard, too. But we got a reward that far exceeds the attacks, okay? Don't ever forget that. We get a reward that far exceeds the trouble, the 
persecution and the affliction that we receive. Amen? So stay strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen? God will take us through. He'll take us through. Just like he got a reward at the end, we get a reward at the end. So hang in there for your reward, amen? It's worth the wait. It is. It really is. When you find, when we finally get to that place, you'll say, oh, this is what I'm getting, God? And he'll say, yeah. Because we were faithful to the end. And you'll think the reward is so much more than the way you view your service and your faithfulness. But God thinks it's right. Amen? So stick in there for your reward. There's a soul winner's crown, too. Yes, there is. There's a soul winner's crown. For all of you who are too scared to say anything to anybody about Jesus, there is a soul winner's crown. Maybe you'll rethink that. Amen? Maybe you'll rethink that. There's a soul winner's crown. Don't throw your crown away. When the Holy Spirit prompts you to witness, get to it. The words are already in your spirit. Amen? The Holy Spirit will help you to do it. He'll teach you how. Well, I've never witnessed anybody before. The Holy Spirit will teach you. He'll tell you what to say. He'll prompt you. He'll encourage you. Just don't ignore him. All right? Don't ignore him. That's important. Amen. So we're going to pray. Amen? We're going to go before our Heavenly Father, And we're going to ask for some grace. Amen. We're going to ask for some grace. Because we need it. We need his grace. He says he gives more and more and more grace. So, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, We want to thank you for your love, for your care, for your protection, for your instruction, for your correction, for the growth we've experienced. We want to repent of all of our sins and the sins of our ancestors. And we thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you for all the benefits of the blood of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you, Father, for every opportunity that we have to gather together. Yes, the enemy is out there, and he's trying to persecute your church, but you stand on our behalf, and we want to thank you for that. We want to thank you for the oil of the Holy Spirit, We want to thank you for fresh anointings. 
We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your very glory in the midst. We thank you for your warring, linking angels, your praising angels. We want to thank you for your ministering spirit. We thank you, Lord, for every time that you have brought us back from where we ought not have gone. We want to thank you for growing us up and teaching us that we don't have to cry over every little thing, that you're there for us, that the Holy Spirit is here to comfort us. We want to thank you, Lord, that you're maturing us. We're stronger now than we used to be. We're wiser now than we used to be. And hopefully we're more humble now than we used to be. We want to thank you, Father, for every time you have walked us through a trial and brought us out victorious. We want to thank you. We want to thank you for the blessing that you continually pour upon us, Lord. We receive them in Jesus' name. We want to thank you, Lord, for the souls of our relatives. Yes, Lord, some of them look like they're headed straight for hell. But we depend on your grace and mercy. We depend on the blood of Jesus. And we're standing in the gap for them in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We stand in the gap for them. We ask you, Lord, to put a hedge of thorns around them so that they can no longer find their pathway to evil and wickedness in Jesus' name. We want to thank you, Lord, for helping them to find the path of life to you. We thank you for the conviction of the Holy Spirit in their lives and in our lives. We want to thank you, Lord, that as long as they have breath in their body and blood in their veins, you're working on them. We come in agreement with you. We come in agreement with the intercession of the Godhead on their behalf. And we thank you, Father, not only for the intercession for them, but the intercession for ourselves. We thank you for strengthening us, Lord, and making us wise unto salvation. We want to thank you, Father, for the grace for this upcoming fast. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We thank you for our website. It's working better now. We thank you for blessing those who worked on it, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you for opening up doors of opportunity that many of us have had closed to us over the years, Father. We thank you that you're the one that opens doors and closes them for us, not the devil, in Jesus' name. So we give you praise, Lord. We bless the name of Jesus Christ. We give you honor. We bow down before you, Lord, and we worship you. We thank you for encouraging us, for showing us the way, Lord, for helping us to stay in our lane and on track. 
We thank you, Father, that as we continue to turn from our wicked ways and turn to righteousness, that we will be exceedingly blessed in Jesus' name. We want to thank you for the blessings, even the blessings that we have not seen in the natural. We want to thank you for the blessings. We want to thank you for everything that you do for us, Father. We want to thank you for all the protection and all the wisdom that you afford. We give you praise. And, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, satanic agendas, Against the righteous We cancel all demonic assignments Against the righteous In Jesus' holy name We take the territory From Satan in Jesus' name And we bind every form Of godliness which denies The power of Jesus Christ We come into agreement with the Father Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit And we come out of agreement With Satan, his agents, and his powers In Jesus' name We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, all reporters, watchers, listeners, peeps, whisperers, familiar demons, all electronic, digital, and technology demons, and their attacks. We bind every attack that is released Whenever we come up live on the air in Jesus' name And we return to sender in the name of Jesus Christ We bind all Leviathan spirits in their attacks Kundalini spirits in their attacks All water and marine spirits in their attacks All sex devils in their attacks All unclean spirits, their attacks Passive devils, their attacks Pain afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits Artificial intelligence Smart dust, drone spirits, sorcery devils, their attacks, all seducing and womanizing whoredom spirits and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer, we bind in Jesus' name and their attacks. We bind all hypnotic trance devils and their attacks, all mystic rituals and their intent. We bind all targeted radio frequencies, all pulse weapons and their attacks, microwave attacks, Debilitating sonic frequencies, the work of every druid, EMP and EMF attacks, electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno-paganism and mind control by the occult. We bind the Havana syndrome, changes, brain changes, injuries, or remote viewing. Every sonic and every audio weapon we bind in Jesus' name. We bind demons that hide out in the refrigerator in Jesus' holy name. We bind all 5G and components. We bind everything coming off the satellite and the cell towers in Jesus' name. Everything that's been released from the demonic realm against the populace 
and against the body of Christ, we return to sender in Jesus' holy name. According to the covenant, we give you praise, Lord, glory and honor for it in Jesus' name. We bind all mystic rituals and their intent. We bind all, we overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind all Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, magic, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, North American, South American, all Hindu worship. All Indonesian, witchcraft, Asian, North American, South American, Caribbean, Latin American, North Korean, South Korean, Chinese, Japanese, all tribal rituals Rituals from native persons Indigenous persons Australian European The mixture of religions The admixture of Christianity With any other religion Riki Buru Shundarabre Setarabriki Ishatarabro Salario do Rikisa Rugunde Meshetarabruhaba Irisitarabriki Asi Yarrohole Radio Suturobri. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind all Morgellons attacks and return every attack to the sender. We bind all Caribbean, Latin American, black and white magic in Jesus' name. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity in Jesus' name. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect, all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, and all witchcraft dedications. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, all spirits of infirmity, supplanting, the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, demonic knowledge, against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind in the name of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you. We bind mammon and his agents and all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, Manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, 
defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind all trolls in Jesus' name. We bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool, and we bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, blowbacks, vengeance, boomerangs, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demons, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind. We send it all back where it came from in the name of Jesus Christ. We send it all back. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, and the Great Reset, make-believe, fantasy, la-la land, the spirits and works of the oppressors, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirit and the children of disobedience, Martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos and mayhem, spirits of illness. In Jesus' name, spirits of oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, bio-PK, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, Astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. You're bound in Jesus' name. We bind the king of pride. And we send you into the cage in Jesus' name. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry and every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship. Deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptations to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and his 72, and we chain you with eternal chains under darkness. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every mature ceremony and rite in Jesus' name and the work of all associated organizations in Jesus' name. We bind you all. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans, as well as the pride and foolishness of our own opinions. And we turn, we turn and lose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassment, hexes, and witchcrafts back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. 
We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive. What the Spirit of God says to the church, we repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, undo heavy burdens, let the oppressed go free to break every yoke and chain and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially those that are being persecuted. And we lift up those that are being persecuted in Afghanistan. In Jesus' name, we ask you, Father, to cover them and protect them, heal them, comfort them, and reassure them, Father, and give them what they cannot get on their own. We thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. We cover our uh, transportation and the roads that we travel with the blood of Jesus, and we thank you, Father, for the angels that you have dispatched over us in Jesus' name. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus, We take authority, dominion, and power over all demons of the night, bad dreams, nightmares, sex dreams, anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams, and we command them to stay away in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, and we ask you for giant warrior angels to protect us as we sleep. And, Father, in the name of Jesus, we pull out every fiery dart, every pin, every needle, every spear, all voodoo and anything sent to us by the evil one in Jesus' name. We cut ourselves free with the sword of the Spirit from all ungodly silver cords and ley lines, soul ties, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, attachments, all formed covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, and all forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We tear down and destroy walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, divinators, and such. We break the power of every jinx, potion, bewitchment, all death spirits, destruction, sickness, pain, torment, all psychic powers and warfare, love spells, vexes, hexes, curses, charms, fetishes. Psychic prayers, psychic thoughts, incantations, tribal rituals and sin, voodoo, hoodoo, crystals, root work, and everything being sent to us by the enemy in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for your grace and for your very presence with us tonight. And we release the love of God over the people of God in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen, amen, and amen. Now, we know that there are going to be people who are going on vacation 
uh, at some point during the summer because it's when the time when most people go on vacation. But we want you to know, when you go to those hotels, you need to anoint those rooms. You need to anoint. You can't just go in there and act like it's your home away from home without anointing down the sides, over the mirrors where water comes out, and every place else, over the uh, bed, the head of the bed. You don't know what has taken place in those places before you got there. Amen? You don't know what has taken place before You get there, and you're right, in the cars that you rent, too. You don't know what's happened. So you can't take that for granted. Oh, this is so nice, and so so this, and so that. You get your oil out, and you get to work in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? Some of you have done that, and you weren't able to sleep. You tossed and you turned. Well, you got in the bed with the demons that were left behind. Come on now. Trained you. Amen. That's right. Even in relatives' homes. That's right. Wherever you go, you have to take the territory. And you do it when you anoint where you go. You do it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You do it in the name of Jesus Christ. And you release the blood of Jesus in that place where you're staying and in that space. Amen? Things will go better. I guarantee they will. When I used to uh, travel as a medical professional and I had to go from one hotel to one motel to another place, I had to remember to do that. Couldn't let it just pass. I couldn't just say, ooh, I'm tired. Let me fall on the bed. No, you don't lay on a bed. You have an anointing. Amen? You don't lay on a bed that you have not anointed. I didn't say you had to pour a whole bottle of oil on the thing. You just put a little on your fingertips and do what the Bible says to do. Amen. That's right, before you walk in the door. No, you can't just use any old oil. You use olive oil that you have asked the Lord to bless, amen, for the purpose of anointing, amen, amen. And you don't get so busy packing and trying to leave home that you run out the door without it. Your olive oil ought to go with you in a nice little tiny bottle and a little plastic plastic uh, Ziploc container, wherever you have to go. You never can tell what's going on. When you go to the restaurant, at least you uh, touch the chair, touch the table. You don't know who sat there. Before you got there, it could have been a whole uh, coven sitting at that table, sitting in that booth. You don't know. Amen. You just don't know. So you do some warfare, and you run out any spirits that are not of God. Amen? Amen. 
You know you have to do that before you get your nails done. You walk in there, and before you know it, you look up, and the Holy Spirit has focused your eyes on some idol that they have. And you know you have to bind it and all the spirits that come with it. Amen? And the spirits in them. No, you cannot go get a massage, and they put hot stones on you. Amen? Amen. You cannot go get a massage, and they just put any old thing on you. Whatever they're going to do, you ask them about it, and you ask the Lord, Holy Spirit, is this right or wrong? And while they're massaging you, if you are determined to do that, you've got to bind because you have the transference of evil spirit from the masseuse or whoever's giving you a pedicure or a manicure or whoever's giving you a facial. Amen? You have to do defensive warfare wherever you are. Amen. That's right. So, don't think that you can just, you know, go around like you used to, just like this is your world and this is your little environment, and you can just know it's not like that. You've been set aside for God's use. You have his grace living in you. Amen. So don't forget, don't get so busy trying to have fun and play in the sun. When you go to the beach, you need to bind the water spirits before you get in the water. Amen, it's real. When you go to the pool or the jacuzzi or the whatever they have, You need to take authority, dominion, and power over what's out there because there's plenty of demons been rolling around. Trust me. Plenty. Not one, not two, plenty. Amen. You have to take authority, dominion, and power over the demons because you don't want anybody to drown while you're out there. You went to have fun. Not to watch somebody drown. Amen. It's real. This is the real world we live in. We're not in heaven yet. We have to do what we have to do. Amen. And you need to smell that bedding and that those towels, because if they don't smell right, you need to take action. I'm just telling you. You need to take action. If you're going out of the country, I hate to say this to you, but maybe it's not such a terrible thing. You need to have done a fast before you go. Amen? You need to have done a serious fast about your trip before you go. It's not the first time in history when somebody's gone out of town, out of the country, to some resort or some this and that, and they don't come back because they're dead. You go these places, and there's witchcraft there that you're not familiar with. You can't pretend it's not there. It is there. you got to bind that stuff up before you ever get around to going anywhere. And now that they've released all these immigrants from who knows where, 
That stuff has come here. You got to bind before you get to the airport. Amen. It's a real world. You got to bind before you get to the airport. You got to bind before you get on the plane. Amen. You got to bind. You can't live in fear. You got to get up and go where God sends you. You know, vacations are allowed in the Bible. Amen. That's the truth. But you can't walk around as though you don't have to do any spiritual warfare because you're on vacation. No, dear, quite the opposite. It's time to ramp it up. You're going to these parks, these RV parks. You're surrounded by a whole nother set of devils. You got to pray before you get there. If you're renting one of those RVs, you got to, it's real. The rental car, you understand? The rental car, you got to anoint that thing. You got to listen to the Holy Spirit. He might be telling you, no, you need to ask them for a different car. Just tell them you don't like this one. You can't afford to ignore him. His promptings can save your life. You got to pay attention. You got to be alert. You can't be so busy trying to find this child, that child, and the other child. And another thing, those cruises, do I have to say any more? Amen? Those cruises, I don't think I have to go into any further detail. I think you understand. And whenever you go someplace, you can't just pick up any little trinket and any little this and any little that. They've worked powers on a lot of that stuff. They've worked powers on those trinkets and this and that and the other. They do that. They work powers on them to get you to buy them. Amen. It's real. Amen. It is real. So pray about your trip. Pray about your vacations. Fast about them. Get yourself spiritually ready to go into a different environment. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So that that wasn't the sermon, but it was, okay? That wasn't the sermon, but it was. Amen. So, our featured song for this evening's worship service is Psalm 42. And our verse for meditation comes from the same song, Psalm 42, verse 11. Psalm 42, verse 11. Our featured ebook is Christian the Christian Matrix. Christians and the Occult. Christians and the Occult. Amen. Amen. And by the way, when you go these places, don't just anoint everything else. Anoint you too. That's right. Anoint you. And after you've gone to the beach, and you get back, you've taken your shower, re-anoint yourself. 
Praise the Lord. You got to bind what's in the food. You don't know what, who sneezed on the food. You know, they have these great big um, spreads of food, and everybody goes by taking what they want. Well, you need to bind something because you don't know who's done what. And people do strange things these days. Very strange things. Things you would never think of. Praise the Lord. Amen. And and anoint Fido too. Praise the Lord. Our guest call in number is area code three one nine five two seven six two three five and press one. Amen. Area code three one nine five two seven six two three five and press one. Tonight we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit and you. The Holy Spirit and you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. That's better. The Holy Spirit and you. Again, our guest call-in number is area code 319-527-6235 and press 1. This message will be a review for some of you. When I became the pastor of this ministry, I preached a series of messages on the Holy Spirit. These messages are not on YouTube. They are on the website in the archive. So please avail yourself to them. They are extremely important for every believer. Amen. The Holy Spirit is not a dove. Some people still have that concept in their thoughts. No, he's not a dove. He was symbolized in the scriptures with a dove, but he's not a dove. Amen? He's not an attitude. He's not an atmosphere. He's not an environment. He's the third person of the Godhead. He talks, he thinks, he plans, he's extremely brilliant and articulate. Amen? Amen. He's extremely smart. No, you will never be that smart. Not ever. Praise the Lord. So when you get that notion in your head that you know better, Correct yourself. He is not a bird. He doesn't float on clouds either. Yes, he is the third person of the Godhead. He's God, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit expects each of us to listen to him continuously. He expects each saint, 
regardless of our age, to listen to him continuously. He's not like your TV. You can hit the button and turn it on. You can hit the button again and turn it off. It's not like that with him. He expects you to be listening to him all all the time, all the time. If you are living your life by your emotions and your own thoughts, you will not be able to obey the Holy Spirit this way. If you wake up in the morning deciding, well, this is what I'm going to do today, and here I'm going, and I got this to do, and I'll just do this. No, you won't hear him too much. He does not enjoy being ignored. He does not enjoy being overlooked. He does not enjoy being taken for granted. Amen? Amen. Amen. We need to always remember this. You must decide for yourself, even if you're 10 years old, you must decide for yourself if you are going to change your habits so that you can be led by the Holy Spirit. Well, what do you mean change my habits? You know, sometimes when the Holy Spirit prompts us, he tries to get our attention, we brush him off. Well, that would be a habit that you need to change. You'd rather go do something that you want to do, but the Holy Spirit wants to talk to you. So you just decide to put him off and Decide you'll come later. And you find out later he doesn't want to talk. Amen? Amen. That's the way it works, saints. Or you will continue to live like a natural, carnal person. You'll continue to live just like the only thing that really matters is what you want to do, what's on your list, and what your agenda is. Amen. In Romans, I think I'm doing Romans first. In Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. In other words, if you're a son of God, you're being led by the Holy Spirit. You're being led by the Spirit of God. Those that will allow themselves, humble themselves, submit themselves to be led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. Not the ones who will predetermine their, their every move, 
with no room for the Holy Spirit to inject anything, interject anything, you know. You got it all figured out your way. And that's what you're going to do. And you don't want any interference from the Holy Spirit. That's not a wise attitude. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Hmm. And lean not unto thine own understanding. You know, some of us have not quite figured out that in the Christian faith, trusting the Lord is not optional. It's mandatory. It's not optional. Well, I'll trust the Lord this far. But I'm going to sit here and worry and fret and do all this other stuff about my finances. That's not going to work. You see, there are grace, there is grace and blessings that you will not see manifested in your life until you trust the Lord. It doesn't matter how long you have to pray to get there. You must needs be trust the Lord. It's imperative. Amen? There are things God won't do until you do. Amen? After all, he's God. He can't lie. He loves you. Jesus shed his blood for you. He's done everything for you. And you're not going to trust him? You want to lean on some old flesh that has already failed you? Now, that's not wise. Amen? Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And don't lean to your own understanding. Well, I think, no, no. Trust the Lord. Well, I'm used to doing it. No. Trust the Lord. Well, the way I was brought up, we always know. Trust the Lord. A lot of people miss God because they refuse to trust the Lord instead of their own thought processes. And they wonder why God didn't move for them. Well, you have to obey him. That that comes with the program. In all thy ways acknowledge him. It didn't say one or two. It said all. Mm-hmm. And he shall direct. Didn't say you get to run off and do what you'd already planned. No, he shall direct thy path. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Don't be such a suchy much and a know-it-all. Fear the Lord, worship the Lord, and depart from evil. Amen? Do it God's way. That's called obedience. 
Acts chapter 13, verse 2. Acts chapter 13, verse 2. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, what happened? The Holy Ghost said, when they fasted, they ministered to the Lord, they worshiped the Lord, they praised the Lord. The Holy Ghost spoke. Yes, he talked. Mm-hmm, he talked. And he says things. And he said to them, separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. That's right. He gave specific instructions for a purpose. That's right. Amen. Mm. The Holy Spirit holds the answers that we need for holy and righteous living. We all have questions about something, but the Holy Spirit has the answers. When we ignore his prompting, when he's trying to get your attention, we forsake blessing. You know, all when I'm out driving in the city or wherever I may be, I'm constantly asking him which route I should take. Which route should he knows where the accidents are? He knows where trouble is. He knows where the traffic backup is. He has the answers that I need. Amen? And he has the answers that you need as well. So you see, if we are too preoccupied, then perhaps we need to make some changes in our lives. You know, some of us are this way. We plan every single thing to the nth degree. I mean every single thing to the nth degree. Every single thing. And in our mind, it has to go just the way we planned it or it's a problem. But you see, when the Holy Spirit is establishing your way, if he turns left, go with him. Don't insist that, all right, on my plan for today, when we get to number four, we have to turn right because he knows the best way to go. He knows places of business you ought not step into and places of business where you can be blessed. He is the best shopping partner in the world. He is the best shopping partner in the world. He knows where the best thing is for you if you will trust him. 
Amen? If you will trust him. You see, saints, we have to make room for the Holy Spirit. Some of us live on such tight regimens that we don't allow him any space. But maybe we need to make some adjustments. He is not off on Mars when you need him. He's in you and he's with you. Each saint must learn to better relate to God the Holy Spirit. He can save your life. He can save your life. The Holy Spirit expects each saint to glorify Jesus in our everyday life. That's right. He expects us to do this. He will bless us when we do. Our glorious experience with God should begin here on the earth and continue in heaven. God the Father, the Lord Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Godhead is what makes heaven glorious. Can you imagine deciding that you want to spend the rest of eternity with somebody you don't really know? That's not too smart. You ought to improve your fellowship right here on earth. Amen? That's the way to do that. You have the opportunity. Take advantage of the opportunity. Amen. It is the presence of the Godhead that makes heaven heavenly. It's the presence of the Godhead that makes heaven heavenly. We must learn as believers to focus our attention on God. It's a learning process. Amen? It's not a natural process. It's a spiritual process. It's a learning process. We have warfare here on earth. So our battle here to maintain our focus on him. Unfortunately, too many have become Demon focus. Too many have become demon focused. Well, what do you mean by that? All these saints want to know is the name of some devil and what to do about it. That's all they really want to know about. That's all they want to talk about. They run all over the internet trying to find the name of some devil that does something that's is bothering them, 
And so that's their primary objective. Well, that's not true Christianity. That's not biblical Christianity. Some devil. You have power and authority over them. Amen? Just fully gung-ho about the demons, and that's it, pretty much. Amen. Allowing the battle with demons to supersede the development of our relationship with the Godhead, with the Holy Spirit, is dangerous. That's dangerous. You see, when you do that, you have moved away from the intimate relationship that we must all develop with God. Amen? It can cost you many a battle. First things still come first. In a marriage relationship, if you get so carried away with the duties and responsibilities of family life and neglect the marital relationship itself, you lose. When outside interests overshadow the bond of love that brought you together, you lose. It is much the same with our relationship with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit actually brings the change that we need in our lives. The Holy Spirit actually brings the change that we need in our lives. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. For it is God which worketh in you both to will, to do of his good pleasure. Amen? 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, but we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord. are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. We are changed into the same image of the Lord from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. He brings the change. He brings the change. Saints, the Godhead works together all the time. They do not operate independent of one another. They operate together all the time. 
Amen. They have harmony and true unity. Amen. Motivational speakers will say that a dream in us, that's what the motivational people want to tell us. Relationship teachers say that you must search for your soulmate. That's that's what their message is. Religious speakers tell you to search for the meaning of life. Philosophers want you to focus on your destiny. Well, I strongly disagree with all of them. All of us really need is a more intimate knowledge and relationship with God, the Holy Spirit. You know, Saint, there is a difference between sitting in a chair and getting comfortable as opposed to sitting in a chair and resting in it allowing the chair to take the weight as we sink into comfort. There is a difference. Those are two completely different experiences. Same body, same chair, but two different experiences. Think about that for a while. Amen. The Holy Spirit is the one who leads us and guides us into all truth. In the Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 13. The Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 13. How be it? When he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. But you see, you have to be willing to be led. He will guide you into all truth. That's important. The truth about God and the truth about you. The truth about God and the truth about you. You know, many of us have an estimation of ourselves that is not according to truth. We have these ideas about how mature we are spiritually. And where we are in the whole scheme of things and how gifted or talented we are or are not and what our best attributes are or are not. We all have an opinion of ourselves, but the opinion that counts, that really matters, is God's opinion. God has an opinion of his own, and it's quite possible 
that his opinion does not agree nor concur with ours. Amos 3.3 still tells us that two cannot walk together, they be agreed. So we need some truths about ourselves and some truths about God so that we'll be able to walk with the Lord in harmony, in peace, in righteousness, in joy, in love, in obedience. Amen? You see, the Lord knows everything about us. He knows those traits that have come down the family line through the generation, and he knows what we added to it that maybe we shouldn't have. He knows when, where, and how. Everything about us, he knows. There's nothing we're going to inform him of that he's not already aware of. Amen? There's nothing that we're going to inform him of that he's not already aware of. He knows us. You see, you can't come before God and try to tell him a half-truth. Why? Because he already knows what the truth is. He already knows. And he already knows that your disappointment, your failures, and whatever else that you're displeased with or ashamed of or feel guilty or condemned about is not going to change his love for you. His love for us is not based on our behavior. I know many of us learned that as we were growing up, that people responded to us on our behavior. So we weren't always honest in front of them. Sometimes we portrayed behavior that really didn't line up with who we were. Why? Because we didn't want to risk their rejection. But God is not like those people. He will love you even if you decide to go to hell. His love is not based on our behavior. It's not a merit system. God loves us because God is love. And he has chosen to place his love upon us. No, we didn't earn it. It was his choice, his decision. And it wasn't based on how good we were or how not so good we were. And we can't earn it. Amen? Amen. Many saints need desperately need more truth about themselves. But these truths cannot be found by living our daily lives out of our own emotions and our own thoughts. 
we must learn to live our lives based on the Holy Scriptures themselves. We must learn. It's a process. To live our lives based on the Holy Scriptures themselves. What does this look like in real life, you say? Well, for instance, it means that when I evaluate situations, when I have to come to a conclusion about a situation, I must evaluate according to what the scriptures reveal. The scriptures are my foundation for my evaluation. That's right. No longer according to my own thought, family, or racial or cultural traditions and beliefs. I now must base my evaluation on the holy word of God. Amen. It's a process learning to do that. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Amen. And be not conformed to this world, But be ye transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind. That ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The mind is a focus point because it makes the difference on how we live. You see, we have certain mindsets that we inherited from our upbringing, our culture, our race, or whatever, whichever group. We have certain ways of looking at things, certain ways of evaluating things. But you see, when you come to the Lord, many of those former evaluations must be laid aside because the scriptures dictate another point of view. The scriptures call for a different perspective. Amen? 
So we have to learn to set aside the old mindset, the old way of thinking, the old way of believing, the old traditional way that we depended on and grew up with. In exchange for the way God is developing us and maturing us and growing us up. We make an exchange. We leave the old behind, and we choose to embrace what God says in his word. Amen. Now, I'm going to tell you that when you come around people who are still living out of the traditions that you have laid aside, they're not necessarily going to appreciate the change that you are embracing. They may become hostile towards you. They may reject you. They may persecute you. But when you know that the changes that you are making in your life are based on the word of God, the true word of God, and that your life is coming to a place where you're pleasing God now, not necessarily pleasing your your earthly family, your relatives, or even your educational group, but pleasing God, then you can withstand in Christ the persecution and rejection, because there surely will be some. Amen? And that's the way it works. Amen. Romans chapter 1, verse 17. Romans chapter 1, verse 17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by trusting the Lord and obeying him and obeying his holy word. The just shall live by faith. It's a new way of living, and everyone is not going to agree with you. Be prepared for that. Everyone is not going to understand. Why? Because these things are spiritually understood, and they're still carnal and worldly. Amen? So there will be opposition to your transformation by those who knew you back when. And they want you to stay in that same mold that you used to be in, doing the things that you used to do. But now you've made this change in your life. And some people cannot embrace your change positively. Amen. It's the way it is. It's the, this is real life. This is the way that it is. In the book of James, chapter 1, verse 5, James, 
chapter 1, verse 5. You know, some of you, you've had to reduce your talk time with people that you used to talk to all the time. Why? Because you're being transformed. You're coming to be more intimately acquainted with the Lord. You're having to do things his way, not the way you're accustomed. And so some people's feelings might be hurt. Pray for them. Some people will judge you wrongly and misunderstand you. Pray for them. But don't you stop coming to Jesus. Don't you stop coming forward. Don't you stop on the path that you have begun. They will either come along or they won't, but the choice is there. The choice is there. You just keep doing what you know to be right in the Lord. Amen? These are some saints. There are some saints who still feel empty, Because they have yet to allow the Holy Spirit the place in their lives that he ought to have. If you prefer to bang your head, proverbial wall, all the time, we'll pray for you. But it is far better to be led by God, the Holy Spirit. Amen? Some saints are so self-willed and stubborn that they grieve the Holy Spirit with their attitudes and behavior. Amen? This is not good. When this happens, we must immediately repent. We have to become accountable for our deeds. I remember this phase of my Christian walk, and God will love you through it. Just don't give up. God will love you through it. You'll be going down the road of life being yourself, and the Holy Spirit will be checking you, it seems, almost every minute of every day. Something else, some other attitude that just isn't right. And you're becoming exasperated because it doesn't seem you can do anything right. Just don't give up. He'll bring you through. He's not going to quit on you because you get exasperated and frustrated. Just keep going. There's more to learn. There's more to learn. And there's more to learn. Amen? There's more to learn. And learning is a process. Don't get exasperated with yourself. This takes time. 
It's not like when you went to grade school. You went to class, you sat down, you listened to the teacher, you did what the teacher said, and you normally just passed on to the next grade. No, there's more to it in Christianity. You see, there's the place where we are taught, and then there's the place where we must demonstrate what we've been taught. Amen? We must demonstrate in real life what we've been taught. God doesn't do social promotion at all. Praise the Lord. Amen. Learning is a process. It takes longer than you think. In the Gospel of John, chapter 6, the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verse 63. The Gospel of John, verse 63. It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. It is the spirit that makes alive, that releases life. The flesh, the carnal life, profiteth the words that the Lord speaks to us. They are spirit and they are life. Amen. They are spirit. And they are life. It is God's spirit who imparts God's life to us. It's God's spirit who imparts God's life to us. Not our religious ideas. Not even our religious ideas that are sometimes based on the word. Mm-mm. It's God's spirit who imparts God's life to us. The words that the Holy Spirit speaks to us opens our understanding to how God works with us. It is a pity to see people with good intentions who actually believe that a Bible college degree will give them life with God. No, academia does not give you life with God. The studies give knowledge from which to base lessons of the word. But degrees Do not teach you how to walk with God. Amen? That's quite another thing. Walking with God is truly lifelong learning. Yes, you may learn from others and those whom God 
has grace to teach and build up the body of Christ. However, there is no substitution for what you will learn as you develop your relationship with God, the Holy Spirit. Amen? Somebody said to me, well, I don't know how to have a relationship with him. And so I said to that person, well, try this. I have a suggestion. Try this. Meet with the Lord the same time every day. Bring your Bible. Bring a notepad. Bring an ink pen. Bring some praise and worship. And come before the Lord and worship him and praise him. Pray in your prayer language. Pray in your prayer language. Don't just march in there and charge in there telling God everything you want. Honor him. Worship him. If a scripture comes up in your spirit, look it up because he's trying to talk to you. Look it up. He's trying to communicate with you. And let your fellowship Grow from there. Amen? Amen. That was free of charge. The Holy Spirit will deepen your appreciation for the Father and Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit transforms us. He transforms us. First Samuel chapter 10, verse 6. First Samuel chapter 10, verse 6. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and shalt be turned into another man. You see, this particular passage was about someone that was going to lead the Israelite people. When the Holy Spirit came upon him, he was turned into another man. He wasn't the same person he was 15 minutes before that happened. He'd been changed. From the inside Amen Amen He'd been changed Psalm 51 Psalm 51 Let me see if I can get this to work There we go Psalm 51 Beginning with verse 10 Psalm 51 Beginning with verse 10. Create in me a clean heart, O God, 
and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Store unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. So you see, when the Spirit of the Lord is moving in our lives, we need to move with him because he's creating something in us. He's building in us. He's building us up. That's one of the reasons that we encourage you to spend quite a bit of time every day praying in your prayer language because the Holy Spirit prays through your spirit, man, and you get built up. You sitting there feeling lonesome and forlorn and rejected and depressed, Get in your prayer language and press through the battle. Amen? Begin to praise the Lord. And I don't mean, you know, pray like you, you like when you, the first time you heard your prayer language. No. Take a deep breath, invite the Holy Spirit, and go, go for it. I remember when I first started, I sounded like a bird chirping. But I don't sound like that now. You see, you have to give yourself to praying in the Spirit. You have to give yourself to this. A life walking with the Holy Spirit allows us to set our minds On the things of the spirit It allows us To set our mind On the things of the spirit So that we have life And peace Some of us don't have The degree of peace that we ought to We're not manifesting that Because our minds are on something Troubling all the time Hmm. Romans chapter 8, beginning with verse 5. Romans chapter 8, beginning with verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. Those that are, are bent on doing fleshly things all the time, that's where their mind is. But they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is at war against God. That's what enmity means. Hostile, hostile against God. 
for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Praise the Lord. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, beginning with verse 16. Galatians chapter 5, beginning with verse 16. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh, the desires of the flesh and the carnal mind. For the flesh, the carnal mind, and the carnal life lusteth against the Spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that you would. You see, you're headed off in this direction because this is what you've always done. But the Holy Spirit's there going, nope, nope, nope. Amen? Amen. He helps us to walk the Christian life. The Holy Spirit aids us in abounding in hope through his power. He helps us in abounding in hope through his power. You see, people that are contemplating suicide have lost or flung away their hope. We need hope. Amen? We need hope. Hope helps us to have faith. Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Now the God of hope. Our God is the God of hope. Fill you with all joy and peace in believing. The joy and peace come in believing God, believing his word. It does not come with unbelief. It does not come with doubt and fear. That ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. You need the power of the Holy Ghost to have hope. It sets your meter, so to speak, for expectation in God. That's right. You want to expect things in God? You need hope. And the power of the Holy Spirit helps us to abound in hope. Not a trickle, an overflow. Amen? Knowing that no matter what you face, God will get you through it if you don't quit on him. Amen? 
This is how we put on the garment of praise for the spirit of depression. Sitting there with unrighteous thoughts as if those thoughts are to define our lives. We stop that. We make an active decision not to allow those unrighteous thoughts because they do not agree nor concur with the word of God. We're not going to allow them to define our lives. We choose instead to obey the scripture and start to worship the Lord. We actually open our mouths and praise the Lord. We don't just sit there and look, whoa, look at what happened to me. No, we take an about faith. We pivot. And we do what appears to be foolish and unusual. And we choose to lift our hands to our Heavenly Father and begin to praise Him. Why? Because He's God. And He's worthy of our praise no matter how difficult or how trying our present moment of experience is. We begin to actually do what the Bible says to do. That's right. We do something that in the natural seems strange, but it's right in God. Amen? It's right in God. Psalm 61, verse 2. Psalm 61, verse 2. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Amen? Praise is God's weapon against the devil. Use it. Amen? Use it. You have weapons? Use it. When you've prayed everything that you know to pray, start praising the Lord. Praise and worship bring you into the presence of the Lord. In his presence, as Psalm 16 verse 11 tells us, in his presence thou will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. There's a better outlook if we'll do what the word says to do. The Holy Spirit is the comforter. He comforts us in times of affliction. If we will choose not to invest In a pity party Acts chapter 9 Verse 31 Acts chapter 9 Verse 31 Is an example of that Then had the churches rest 
throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria, and were edified or built up, and walking in the fear of the Lord, and in the cup of the Holy Ghost were multiplied. In the comfort of the Holy Ghost, they received multiplication. You see, the Holy Spirit teaches us what we ought to say. The Holy Spirit teaches us what we ought to say. Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12, beginning with verse 11. Luke chapter 12, beginning with verse 11. And when they bring you into the synagogue and unto magistrates and powers, take ye no thought how or what thing ye shall answer or what ye shall say. For the Holy Ghost shall teach you in the same hour what, Ye ought to say Second Timothy Chapter 1 Second Timothy Chapter 1 Beginning with verse 13 Hold fast The form Of sound Words Which thou hast Heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. The good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost, which dwelleth in us. The good thing, the good thing that God started in your life, that you're growing into and learning more about prayerfully each day, that good thing which was committed unto you, keep it by the Holy Ghost. Don't let it slip. Amen? Hold on. The Holy Spirit provides wisdom and guidance, doing it your way. Walk with God, the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Walk with God. Don't try to do everything your way. There's a better way. Amen? Praise the Lord. Brother Bill. Praise the Lord, Pastor Sabrina. Praise the Lord. I really like that, walking with the Lord. We have some wonderful praise reports. Now, saints, you have to hear this praise report. Dana came to visit us. Listen to what she said. Praise the Lord. Our Heavenly Father is so good. I fellowship with Pastor Sabrina and Brother Bill and the other MIC saints in Jacksonville this weekend and was blessed to be baptized, rebaptized. The healing and deliverance that I received through baptism has been unprecedented. Oppression and spiritual attacks that I endured for over 30 years were destroyed by our Heavenly Father, who blessed me with deliverance. I've been set free from the bondage of that lying spirit of fear, panic, anxiety, and their treacherous cohort. Blessed is holy name, for he is worthy of all the praise. 
other blessings that our Heavenly Father gave me this weekend, a free voucher from the shuttle company, a seat to myself on a crowded bus, early registration at a hotel after baptism, my knees and back ache horribly during the church service, but were completely healed immediately after baptism. I've been able to breathe through both nostrils first time in about 20 years. I have more flexibility in my body, eczema in my hands is healed, and the probate court had a vital document available for pickup today, six days after my request. They told me it would be about four weeks before I would receive it. (laughs) Hallelujah. We serve a mighty, awesome, and powerful God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And thank God for protecting me and providing me to travel to the church in Jacksonville and to return home safely. I bless him for safeguarding my pets and my home. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for being merciful, kind, and absolutely amazing. Bless your holy name. See, saints, see the difference that baptism makes. Praise you, Lord Jesus. We just give you all the praise and all the glory, Lord Jesus. Beloved has a praise report. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for blessing me to complete my first week of school successfully. It was more challenging than I expected it to be, but I was able to do it because of you. I'm just getting started and really need you to help me through to completion as I won't be able to do it without you. I'm declaring and believing I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Nadia says, I praise you, O God, for the consistent victory in the Donbass region. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. I still plead for swift victory for Russia against the deep state. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Stacy S. has a praise report. She says, tiny praise report, but it's not. A round wart on my upper thigh crumbled away. When I pushed it with my fingernail, thank you, Father, for continuing to purify me. I had this thing on my thigh for at least 20 years. Now, that is an awesome praise report. There's nothing tiny about that. AK has a praise report. Thank you, God, for restoring my fellowship with Renault and for showing a part of his character that I could reach him with you. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Beloved has a praise report. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for blessing me to pass my permit test without any difficulty. I'm able to succeed because of you, Lord. I ask you to see me through the to completion. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. And Danielle has a praise report. Thank you for heart surgery this afternoon, Jesus. I ask you to judge my heart, and you sure did. I give my heart to you as a child trusting. Finally, I got up on the treadmill and the scripture was there. I will be <clears throat> I will be the one that returns to say thank you and to give you praise. Your elect cry day and night, Jesus, and you will avenge through your and you bear long. Thank you for the son. Thank you. Let the joy never stop burning. Thank you for 
it that it burns in our hearts. I thank you for the breakthrough. My heart lays in your palm. Finally, my intellect can't figure it out. I have the mind of Christ, a heart of trust, meekness and temperance. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for not letting me go through and seeing me through. Amen. I will live in your kingdom forever. Praise you, Lord Jesus. That's a wonderful praise report. We give you all the praise and glory for that, Lord Jesus. We just praise you, Lord. Ariana has a praise report. I asked the Lord to reveal to me something about a certain spirit I was fighting. He revealed to my mother a certain picture in an ungodly image that I drew from my cousin of mine out of ignorance a long time ago. Today, I disconnected myself from that image, and I asked the Lord to supernaturally destroy it. After that, I felt cramping in my stomach. The Lord revealed to me I was being delivered from the image. Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness and your deliverance in life. And thank you for the ability to disconnect myself from that image. I praise you, Lord Jesus. Amore says, thank you, Father, for what was meant for evil turned out to be for good. Praise you, Lord. You always turn things around for us. We praise you. Dina has a praise report. Praise the Lord. I'm so thankful to the Lord for admonishing us to seek him and ask him anything. I asked the Lord how to fight what's been fighting me, and he led me to a light of our path by Pastor Sabrina, and she was telling both callers warfare tactics. I realizing I, I realized I wasn't returning every attack back blow for blow like I should. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And OP has a praise report. God has given me another year to celebrate my birthday. Thank you so much, Jesus, for everything. Well, happy birthday, OP. Happy birthday. NK has a praise report. I was in the ocean following AK and KK out to a sandbar. As I was walking, I was talking with God, feeling unsure, not knowing if I pleased him. I wanted him to give me a progress report. How am I doing as your daughter, Lord? Because to me, it wasn't good at all. Suddenly, or five yards ahead of me, KK turned and called, Noel. I love you. Clearly, that was my father's voice. Later, KK told me that God instructed him to turn and say what he said to me. KK reminded me that God was calling me by name. is extremely special. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. And AEF had a praise report. After a month of delay, I posted a prayer in Jesus' name for an insurance claim to wind damage to my roof. This morning, the insurance company approved the claim and is sending the check for $7,000 to begin the repairs. Praise you, Lord Jesus. That is awesome. And NK has another praise report. I want to thank Praise God for supplying so many saints' needs through Pastor Sabrina. I've had a very hard, upsetting situation daily for years. We tried a lot of different things to make what wasn't honoring God get right. A few weeks ago, I broke down, almost begging Pastor for help. She confirmed that the source 
of my problem and gave me courage to deal with it. It was just as the Holy Spirit had been telling me, give it to God, get out of the way. Pastor provided me with a prayer to use whenever the situation got bad, and I was doing that. But today I posted the prayer in the prayer room. Breakthrough came fast. What's especially beautiful is that the situation which came today was mentioned many times before, but it never worked out for us until today. I praise and thank God for the powerful agreement we have on love in our beloved Pastor Sabrina. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, we just give you all the praise and all the glory, and we praise you, Lord. Just praise you with my whole heart. We thank you, Lord, for these wonderful praise reports. And now, Dr. Sabrina, what wonderful praise reports. Yes, they are wonderful. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. The wrong button for sure then. (laughs) Thank you, Holy Spirit. And thank you, saints, for posting your prayer requests. Amen. And your praise reports. You see, God is always working in our lives. And the Bible says we're to give credit to where credit is due. I mean, how would you feel if behind the scenes you were doing all this hard labor and you were sweating and huffing and puffing and doing everything you could do to get this thing done? And you you were successful. You got it done. But then other people come by. And they admire the work, but they don't give you credit for having done it. That's not right. Amen? That's not right. So whenever we have a blessing, whenever we have a success, whenever we have an elevation, whatever it may be, overcoming, we need to give God the praise. He's worthy. He deserves our praise. Amen? He deserves all of our praise. Amen? Amen. Uh, Brother Bill, um, I think there was one you might have missed, and it wasn't mine this time. It wasn't mine. But I'll tell you about that later. I'll tell you about that a little later. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is so good. Well, we're going to move to our adjudication. The Lord wants us to focus on that tonight. Uh, Those of you who want me to pray for you online, uh, write me at gproom at outlook.com. Write me. And if the Lord allows on Friday, I will pray for you. But tonight, he wants us to get right into these adjudications. And I'm going to obey him. Amen? We always make room to pray for people, but when God says, go this way now, that's what I do. Amen? And I hope you won't feel offended because I love the Lord, and I'm going to do whatever he says to do. So 
We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning surveys in Missouri schools that collect information from students and create a perceived need for a so-called social-emotional learning curriculum that have drawn the attention of state officials. Attorney General Eric Schmidt issued subpoenas last week to seven school districts that allegedly employ student surveys created by education companies Panorama and Project Wayfinder that gather data about parents' political beliefs and income levels, as well as racial identity, sexual behaviors, and mental health. They're gathering data about the parents by surveying their children. So they're using their children as spies against them. Those same groups come in and sell that curriculum to the school said Kimberly Herman, general counsel for, with Southeastern Legal Foundation, a national nonprofit law, law firm that defends liberty. The contracts with these companies are public record, so they're supposed to be approved during school board meetings. But the surveys are happening without parental consent and parental notification. In response, Schmidt has opened an investigation into the use of student surveys in Melville, Webster Groves, Jefferson City, Lee Summit, R7, Park Hill, Springfield, and Nisho schools with an eye on violations of Missouri's Family Educational Rights and Privacy Act, or the Protection of Pupil Rights Amendment. Subjecting students to personal invasive surveys created by third-party consultants, potentially without parents' consent, is ridiculous and does nothing to further our children's education, Schmidt said. Herman details in a letter to Schmidt that Webster Grove requires middle school students to take a survey on LGBTQIA struggles that ask, what are your preferred pronouns? What struggles have you experienced related to LGBTQIA, and what struggles would you like to see in the school in order and what would you like to see in the school in order to be more inclusive? There are federal statutes that they are not supposed to ask these questions, said Andy Wells, the Missouri chapter president of No Left Turn in Education, a national education advocacy organization. The problem is that school districts and some of the companies that are being hired by school districts don't care. They just ignore it. 
they do it anyway. And if somebody doesn't like it, you'll have to sue them. Second graders were asked, when is the first time you noticed that people can be different races from you? What did you notice? And do you feel more comfortable around people who look like you? The goal here is to teach these kids that America is a white country of white supremacy and to destroy the nuclear family, Herman said. If bad actors in the progressive left are not stopped, then we're just going to have a further divide in this country among our kids. Neither Panorama nor Project Wayfinder responded by press time to to request for comment. Schools often create partnerships with third-party vendors to secure grant money, according to Jill Carter, a candidate for the Missouri Senate's 32nd District. And by accepting the grant, they are bound to allow the surveying. If it's a platform that's providing software or technology, especially with the technology in our schools increasing, there's less and less ability for the school to even really know what is being asked, Carter said. They are giving over that oversight. And the teachers sometimes don't even know because the kids are online or on a tablet, and that's part of the software or implementation of some of these programs. Among the concerns identified is confidentiality. There's a lot of danger by it, Wells said, the biggest of which is who has access to the data and whether it follows students to college. How is the data being used? Another anxiety is whether the information gleaned is creating a profile that flags the need for intervention. It's definitely a force of government, and the intervention would be, if we don't like the way you respond on these surveys, we're going to recommend intervention. And Panorama offers intervention activities and questions said Missouri-based Mary Burns, who holds a doctorate in education from Teachers College in Manhattan. There's a menu that you can access for teachers to implement different activities. The use of surveys isn't new, she said. It was done years before, and that's why the Pupil Privacy Act was put in place, she said. The Pupil Privacy Act also known as the Protection of Pupil Rights Amendment of 1978, prohibits children from participating in surveys and other analysis without parental consent and includes a provision for parents to opt for their child out of such evaluation. But there is no cause of action to file a lawsuit for a violation of federal privacy laws. The way Congress wrote the law is you can file an administrative complaint. But under the Biden administration, we know that that's not going anywhere, she said. The subpoenas delivered by Schmidt demand documents and information to determine the extent of the surveys and whether parents consented to the surveys prior to distribution to students. We'd like him to obtain information regarding where these surveys are coming from 
and enforce federal and state privacy laws. He has numerous different avenues that he could go based on the law and his investigatory power. So we're going to leave it to his office to make determinations about what they think the best avenue is. Amen? Amen. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. The world's richest person is slamming Twitter's bias against half the country and demanding answers after Twitter allegedly did not remove accounts of users who made death threats against a conservative user. A platform cannot be considered inclusive or fair if it is biased against half the country. Tesla and SpaceX CEO Elon Musk wrote on June 13th in response to another Twitter user's post on the same day saying, on a just platform, everyone would be treated equally. As it is, you can be banned on Twitter for merely criticizing, not even threatening, woke progressives, but they can send conservatives death death threats without any repercussions. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, we bind up all of those death threats in Jesus' name. Musk's comment came after a dozen Twitter users allegedly directed death threats against Twitter user libs of TikTok, short for liberals of TikTok. I have now received about a dozen death threats after radical leftists accused me of being a domestic terrorist extremist, Twitter user lives a TikTok wrote. Twitter has not removed any of the accounts of those who sent the threat. In reply to the post, Elon Musk tagged Twitter and asked, why? The lives of TikTok, a Twitter page with more than 1.2 million followers and operated by Shayla Raychick, regularly post content criticizing liberal, left-wing, and LGBTQ events and ideas. For example, Libs of TikTok wrote in a post on June 13th, a children's hospital in Nebraska is is co-hosting a children's pride event. They advertise there will be a booth where attendees can make an appointment for gender-affirming care, such as puberty blockers. At Children's Omaha receives millions in funding. Rachik's stance has drawn hostility from some on the left, including a Twitter user with the handle, whatever that says, just alphabet who claimed to have sent her a pipe bomb on June 13th. In response to Musk's post, the lady posted on June 13th receipt of Twitter users who sent death threats against her. Elon Musk, who is negotiating a million-dollar deal with Twitter, said Twitter has a strong left-wing bias in May. The billionaire also calls censorship on Twitter, a civilian risk in April and suggested in May that he will lift the ban imposed on former U.S. President Donald Trump after he takes over. 
According to conservative commentator, the exchange between Musk and Raychick will be interesting considering Raychick is one of the first people who obtained internal discussions of Twitter employees about banning her page. We received our third Twitter suspension just last week for posting flyers of Pride events, wrote Liv's TikTok in a June 14th article on its website. Within an hour, Musk replied to the post about the death threat. I had created a mega drag thread, documented the sharp rise in drag events for kids. It's a disturbing trend. The left has become obsessed with ensuring your four-year-old has access to men dressed as women while dancing provocatively for cash. Yes, it's Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm Mm-hmm. In your lifetime, requesting adjudication from the righteous judge concerning Every year when the month of June comes around, there's a change in the air. Everything is rainbow-colored and paraded, and every corporation puts its best inclusivity hat on. The whole world, and especially the U.S., is no stranger to commercial exploitation of holidays. In that regard, the video game industry is no different. Many popular game titles are having some sort of Pride Month event, sales or giveaways. Destiny 2 sells proceeds donated to a charity, a real-world rainbow pin, which will also give you a corresponding emblem in-game. Forza Horizon 5 plans to give a rainbow livery for a Zonder 6 supercar to all players. Halo Infinite and League of the Legends have some sort of rainbow-colored cosmetic items. Kid-centric obstacle course game show like Fall Guys provides a free painted with pride costume and a selection of prideful profile pictures to everyone. But ever-popular tactical shooter Valorant out-tactics all of them. Their free banner pack offers banner cards for bisexual, lesbian, gay, pansexual, ace, non-binary, and trans pride. God forbid we make someone feel excluded, right? There might be other games that have Pride Month events, but most of them have one thing in common. These are either Western market games or they are made by Western developers. For example... There is not even a whiff of a Pride Month celebration in such a colossal game as Jinshin Impact. The game is developed by MyHoYo in Shanghai, China, and they do have a request for a Pride Month event on their official community website. But opinion is split even within the community many pointing to the lack of in-game necessity for the event and general rejection of LGBT culture in official China. The celebration of gay pride is nothing bad in and of itself, or so they think. But when a 60s social movement is transformed into a capitalistic cash grab, 
it loses all of its authenticity. Every June, all major consumer goods corporations switch to a rainbow profile picture on social media and preach inclusivity and acceptance for all, no matter who you are, without any specifics, of course. The legal counsel won't allow that. But even then, there's a catch. The world is not as uniform and acceptant of this relatively new form of pride. Therefore, by broadcasting the message of gay love, you might alienate a part of your audience and take a hit to your bottom line. The solution? Easy. Only participate in Gay Pride Month activities in markets with heavy LGBT trends. That's why, for example, example Bethesda Softworks Twitter profile picture in the all pride colors in the U.S. and Europe for 30 days every year, while at the same time gamers in the Middle East and Russia can continue to play without feeling emasculated. There are also local laws that need to be observed, like the Russian law against LGBTQ propaganda to minors. But a genuinely determined company could step around that by restricting its pride-related events to players aged over 18. Bethesda, having stopped digital sales in Russia earlier this year, probably wouldn't even have to do that. But then again, since it's already not making any profit, why bother? Pride Month gets a lot of attention in the media and in games, but why? What makes people treat this month so differently? There are annual events with giveaways, but there are hardly any events during Black History Month, if we're talking about the U.S., where there's a lot of discussion on racism or World War II Victory Day. There is very little mention of International Women's Day, Ramadan, any Hindu or Buddhist holidays or anything else. Pride Month is treated by game developers the same way as New Year, Christmas, Easter, and the Chinese New Year. The latter probably could not have been ignored any longer given the size of the Chinese market, which only proves this point. The Pride celebrations are extremely popular among left-leaning Western young people, which is one of the key demographics for video game companies. For an industry that is pushing for a long-lasting game-as-a-service model to take advantage of this trend to make money and groom its audience enough so that it can do it again next year is a win-win scenario. What some of the said audience is thinking is less relevant. If you scoff at something as big and accepted as Pride Month, you could be labeled as an uncultured relic of the past and dismissed without any care for what you have to say. If the selection of in-game holiday events will stay dependent on how much positive press and income can be accrued by the game's creators, that's probably what we should expect. That is the nature of the capitalistic society we live in. But then let's call them thematic sale events or something. So companies can stop pretending that they care about a specific thing for a specific amount of time. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. Former U.S. President Donald Trump has accused U.S. Democrats 
of using the probe into the Capitol riots to distract Americans from the fact that their country is being destroyed and prevent him from running for office again in 2024. Trump made the claim on Monday in a 12-page statement issued in response to last week's launch of House Committee public hearings investigating the events of January 6, 2021. Members of Congress are building a case that Trump's public insisting the 2020 election was stolen from him, despite presidential aides repeatedly saying that was untrue, misled his supporters and prompted them to storm the Capitol building. Trump rejects the claims. Our nation is suffering. Our economy is in the gutter. Inflation is rampant. Gas prices have reached an all-time high. Ships are unable to unload cargo. Family cannot get needed baby formula. We are an embarrassment around the world, he wrote. But instead of trying to solve those and other problems, the Democrat Congress is staging a kangaroo court hoping to distract the American people from the great pain they are experiencing, the former president claimed. Seventeen months after the events of January 6th, Democrats are unable to offer solutions. They are desperate to change the narrative of a failing nation. Make no mistake, they control the government. They own this disaster. They are hoping that these hearings will somehow alter their failing prospects. Trump repeated his assertion that the Democrats obtained power through a rigged election, and the people of our country are both angry and sad. The January 6th probe is merely an attempt to stop a man that is leading in every poll against both Republicans and Democrats by wide margins from running again for the presidency, Trump wrote. The United States is being destroyed. The Democrats know that I would correct all of this, and they are doing everything in their power to stop me, he added. Praise the Lord. Well, God has a lot to do, and I'm glad that he has called many saints around the world to step up to the plate and begin to present him with prayers that that he will answer and work to change not only our nation, but other nations around the world. Brother Marshall. We thank you, Father. We thank you for your extraordinary mercy. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Lord. Our salvation is nearer now than what we believed. And, Lord Jesus, when you were given the the scroll and you stood up in in Luke chapter 4, you did not quote part of that scripture from Isaiah 61 because it wasn't quite time. But we know you're the King of kings and Lord of lords. And we know your character <clears throat> from your word. <clears throat> Even like it says over in, where is that, Lord? Psalm. When we get past 1, 2, 3, we get to 4, 5, 6. That's it. Thank you, Holy Ghost. When we get past 1, 2, 3, get to 4, 5, 6 in Jesus' name. So in chapter 45, starting in verse 6. Psalm 45. Psalm 45, verse 6. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for reminding me of this. Because it gives us a little snapshot, a little view of your character. Because we know you're the Word of God. 
And it says, Father, that you anointed the Lord Jesus. He's the anointed one. And you said in Psalm 45, verse 2, Thou art fairer than the children of men. Grace is poured into thy lips. Therefore, God hath blessed thee forever. Gore thy sword upon thy thigh, thou most mighty, <clears throat> with thy glory and thy majesty. And in, in thy majesty ride prosperously because of truth and meekness and righteousness. And thy right hand shall teach thee terrible things. Thine arrows are sharp in the heart of the king's enemies, whereby the people fall under thee. Starting at verse 6 now, Psalm 45. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of thy kingdom is a right scepter. Thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness. You love what's right and you hate what's wrong. Thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness. Therefore, God, thy God, Father God, has anointed the Lord Jesus, the word of God, the eternal word of God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. All thy garments smell of myrrh and aloes and cassia, out of the ivory palaces whereby they have made thee glad. So we thank you, Father God, for that anointing, that you anointed the Lord Jesus, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all those oppressed of the devil, for God was with them. Thank you, Father, you're with the Lord Jesus. He sets your right hand. You raised him from the dead, and because he lives, we shall also live. We come boldly and joyfully before your throne of grace to say thank you, Father. Thank you that even while we were sinners, Christ died for us, much more than being now justified by his blood. It's just as if we never sinned by the blood of Jesus, according to Romans chapter 5, starting around verse 8. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And Lord Jesus, you are the anointed one, and you're ever living to make intercession. You are a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. So that's how we come boldly before your throne of grace, because you are our high priest. And it is written in Hebrews 10:19, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter the holies by the blood of Jesus, because he loved us, each of us, and washed us from our sins in his own blood. And he's interceding for us all right now. Not just so we can barely just get by. No, it says, because Jesus has the power of an endless life, like it says over in Hebrews 7, 16 and verse 24 of Hebrews 7. But this man, Jesus, the, the Lamb of God, the right, the high priest, because this man, the King of kings and Lord of lords, because he continueth ever, hath an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. So, Jesus, when you were given the scroll from Isaiah, you read a good part of it, or you quoted a good part of it, but you didn't read a little part of it. Since the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. That's everything Jesus did. He did it as a man anointed with the Holy Ghost. He didn't do it just as the anointed Son of God who's from eternity past. He did it because he, he poured out, he, poured, he let go of all of his divinity. Like it says in Philippians, uh, where is that? The chapter 2, around verse 8. He poured forth his divine nature. He did it as a human being anointed with the Holy Ghost, which is why he can say to us in John, in chapter 14, verse 12, the things I have done, you will do, and greater things than these. Why? Because it's the same Holy Ghost. The same Holy Ghost. That, that, <clears throat> and if he's with us, he can use us. He can use us however the Lord wants. If we just yield to him. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek, not to the haughty. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. Hallelujah. 
and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Praise the Lord. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And this is the part you left out in Luke chapter 4. And the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all that mourn. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. To give unto them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. And the part that Dr. Sabrina referred to. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. They might be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. That he might be glorified. So Father we know. That this is in the book. And it wasn't uh, left out inadvertently. When Jesus was quoting this. But there's going to be a day of vengeance of our God. God loves the righteous, but he hates the wicked. And you know what? Marsha used to be very wicked. But you changed me. You translated me from the kingdom of darkness to kingdom of light, just like Pat Holiday used to say. You can change us. And quote about that. And it's a progressive change. It didn't all happen instantly. It may start. And I remember that day, and it was at December 19, 1979, when I finally repented of what I knew sin to be and asked Jesus to come live in my heart. The simple prayer. And for the first time in my life, I had a hunger to actually read the Word of God. And I started with Pablum. I started with the Living Bible, which is not really a Bible, but it, it gives a, a flavor, a, a general overview. So we thank you, Father God. You're changing all of us from glory to glory as we gaze into your face with open face like little children on Christmas morning. Wow. You mean I get to go and have a blessed life here and now? I get to go to heaven too? All this in heaven too? But, Father, there's a lot of nonsense going on down here, and you know who's the author of it. Who's the author of the proud wrath? Like you talk about in, where is that, Lord? I think it's in Proverbs 21 or something. Who is the one who's the most fearful, proud being? I think that's the one was called, the archangel called Lucifer. Some people still worship. Some people very high up still worship. They call him Lucifer still. But he actually was booted out of heaven. His name became Satan. Or the devil. And he he knows his time is really short. So he's roaring around, trying to get all people stirred up, trying to cause strife and division, trying to have one group hate another group. He doesn't care who it is. Some people say, how is it possible? How is it possible that some people in the East, which we can't tell the difference between them, how is it possible that some Japanese can hate Koreans or whatever? We look at it. So I do anyway. I, I, can't, I can't tell what's, what's, who's, who's Japanese, Korean. I don't know. How can the Satan do that? How can he take... And some people, they look a little different on the outside, but that doesn't matter to God because he only looks at the heart. He made us all of one blood, like it says over in, in Acts. So, Father, we ask that your divine intervention and adjudication, Father, in every one of these situations, Father God, in Jesus' name. As we come boldly and joyfully before your throne of grace in time of need with our big brother Jesus, according to your word in Matthew eighteen nineteen. You said, if two of you on earth agree with touching anything you ask, it shall be done to my Father, which in heaven. It's not just me. And it's not just Brother Bill. It's not just Pastor Sabrina. All of us. And everyone have associated with Miracle Night Church and all the saints all over your earth, Lord, that you created for your purposes. And we thank you for creating the earth for your purposes. And you've given it to the children of men. But we know there's some people that are using it. Some people will bow their knees at a different throne. Some people, they're going to a different rock, not our rock. Some people not just from Islam, some people in Masonic lodges, some people in different groups, some people in different cultic groups, some people who think and they like to play with crystals or they like to do yoga, they like to do other things. They still think they're going to go to heaven because they call themselves Christians. But Father God, we ask you to intervene. We ask you to wake up those that are members of the body of Christ. 
so that people can see the light, can see the salt and the light you make us to be, Father, in Jesus' name, that we can be who you want us to be in Jesus' name. And we thank you for that, Father, even like you said. And knowing the time, like it says in Romans thirteen eleven, and knowing the time that now, right now, now is the day of salvation. Now is high time to wake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us, therefore, cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Yes, Lord, help us all to do what you want. And we can't do it without your spirit, Lord. Because Jesus, when he was slapped by the Roman guards and all that, he didn't get upset. He expects us to follow him. He's our head. He's the head of every man is Christ. For even here unto you a call, because Christ also suffered for us. He might leave us an example. We might follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. Who, when he was reviled, and he was, who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. He didn't get upset. Didn't, get, didn't have to get angry right then. He did not revile again, but, but committed to him that judgeth righteously. And who Actually, the judgment was given to Jesus. Quote about that, Father God gave it to Jesus, himself judges righteously, anyway, that we might follow after Jesus, that we might walk in the Spirit, actually walk in the Spirit. Help us, if we live in the Spirit, let's also walk in the Spirit. So, Father, teach us all. We thank you for sending the Holy Ghost to remind us of what Jesus said and all the gifts he gives. And the God of hope fill all of us with all joy and peace in believing. We may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Ghost. So wake up the body of Christ all over your earth, Lord. And we thank you for doing so. That they'll stand up, not just those in Missouri, standing against these ungodly uh, maneuverings from the deep state in the federal government to try and try and ram things through for the public school districts to cause children to consider things that they really would be better off not spending much time thinking about. Because you told us, well, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, to be any good report, to be any virtue, think on these things. Well, the LGBT thing is just one of Satan's many things to try and cause people to be controlled by spirits of confusion and anger and resentment. Well, my mommy insists that I have to be this and I want to be that. Did the potter who make the clay, uh, you know, say, um, you know, I have nothing to do with how I made it? No, the, the pot's not supposed to talk to the potter and say, uh, I don't like what you made. And that's what people are doing. The, and, and even in the LGBTQ thing, they are really quite confused, Father. And, but God is not the, you, Father, are not the author of confusion. But maybe Satan is, because some of those people think, you know, well, I was born gay or I was born whatever, lesbian or something. Some people think that, and I can never change. Then there's this other group that says, I can change any time I want. I can choose what gender I want to be. Well, how can you never change and change any time you want? Are they really all the same bunch of letters strung together? Are they just confusion built upon confusion? We bind that spirit of confusion. We bind you, Satan, and all of your agendas, all of your agendas to steal, kill, and destroy, particularly focused on those created in the image of the living God who are young and have been listening to nonsense from the electronic media, from computer games and all, all other sources, movies, and from all their rather left-leaning liberal friends who think, this is a lot of fun. Look at this fun game. Woohoo! We bind every one of those spirits that were rampant in Sodom and Gomorrah. All the spirits of Sodom and Gomorrah, we bind every one of them, all those spirits of trying to control people against their will, all those spirits of lust, 
lust of flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life. Every one of those spirits, Satan, you, the pride of life, you, the mind blinder, are bound. And all of your undings perpetually, continually bound, trying to ram through the LGBTQIA nonsense on all the, not just in Missouri, but all across the United States and other nations, and other nations that are not standing for it. Uh, China doesn't want it. Russia doesn't want it. Maybe they're in better place than we are in some minor areas, in some minor areas. If they have other areas, they could use some improvement and but we're not here to compare ourselves among ourselves because if we do that, then it says we're not wise. But we're thank you, Father. You put us in the place you put us in for such a time as this. What did you do with Esther? How did you deliver her? What did she do? She's not, they're just trying to kill her whole people, all the Jewish people. And that she, she was married to the king. And her uncle said, well, you may be here for such a time as this. So, Father, help us to be willing to do what you want us to do joyfully. Hannibal said it, and to pray the way you want. And what did they do? What did that Queen Esther do with all of her handmaids and with her uncle and all those in the Sushan, that, that, in that area, Father God? What did they do? They prayed and fasted. I don't think they even drank anything for three days, which is a bit of a challenge. I had a, a completely dry, completely nothing to eat fast in the natural, Father God. And, and of course, when people do that, they have to make sure they don't even swallow their own saliva, which is a bit making it a little bit harder, especially when it's warm out. But, Father God, we ask you, Father God, if you can take care of Esther and all the Jewish people and those laws that were written by her husband, they couldn't be changed. But um, the, the uncle, when he got the, the ring that was supposed to be uh, given to the second in charge, like Haman used to be, when he got that ring after Haman was hung on the gallows, he prepared for Mordecai, because you know how to bring about true judgment, Lord. Because then that's what number 17 represents. That represents complete and absolute Intervention, divine intervention and judgment, Father, in Jesus' name. And you pointed that out because it was Nisan 17, kind of a, which is in our calendar is April 8th or something like that, when King Jesus was resurrected from the dead, Father God. But in the Hebrew calendar, it was number 17, Nisan 17. And what else? In a lot of other places, it talks about the number 17 as being the, the sign, Father God, of your divine and absolute justice. And you had complete justice over Mordecai, who did not have good plans for your people. So, Father, you see what they're trying to do to your people that are trying to stand for your truth, Father God, in Jesus' name. And you know, and you know very, very well, Satan hates it when people are actually trying to do it your way, Lord. Even, where was that? Oh, I just read that. Was that today? Maybe it was yesterday. In the beginning of the book of Revelation, uh, John the Revelator, John who was used to pen the book of Revelation. I, John, who was, am your brother, verse uh, 9 of Re- Revelation 1, and your companion in tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was in the isle that is called Patnos. Why? For the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. For the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Father God, for that word of God and the testimony of of Jesus Christ. And we know that we overcome the accuser of the brethren by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We love not our lives unto the death. And it says, and that's in Revelation 12:11. By the way, in the prayer, I put in the wrong verse. I was trying to put that in there. But in verse 17, it says, And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, <clears throat> which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. That's a little clue. If we're actually hearing his word 
and keeping the testimony. What is the testimony? Do we drink into one spirit with him? Do we have communion? He's looking for the blood. And Father, you said, when I see the blood upon <clears throat> when I see the blood upon the houses where you are, the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. Which is why the Israelites got out of Egypt, because they put the blood of the lamb, the Passover lamb, on the lintel and post. And when we put oil in the lintel and post, we stop at a hotel room or anything we have to do with our own homes or whatever the Lord's put into our hands, vehicles, rental cars, RVs, people are renting. We put the blood on the lintel and post. That we put the oil on there, olive oil, as we ask the Lord to anoint it, representing the Holy Ghost, because what about that? Jesus is the anointed one, and he had his blood shed to redeem us. And the devil sees that oil as as, as representative of the blood of the Lamb, and that's how we overcome the Jews. Anoint us all afresh, Father, with the Holy Ghost. We ask you to up and every one of these situations, Father, in Jesus' name, including the bias against those that are trying to stand for the truth. Of iron. So we know, Father, 
fame? He was an actor. And some other people have been actors. Thank you for the 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 Thank you